When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? All right. So what I've got is some awesome information today about something that happened at the Tampa Bay Rays game. For the first time in MLB history, a team's lineup was made up completely of Latino players. Uh, so they had their starting lineup, including players from Cuba, which who are Yandy Diaz and Randy Arozarena, the Dominican Republic, who is uh, Wanda Franco, Manuel Margot and Jose Siri, Colombia, who is Harold Ramirez, Venezuela, which is uh, David Peralta and Rene Pinto, and Mexico, who is uh, Isaac Paredes. Not familiar with him. Um, but yeah, so the Elias Sports Bureau confirmed that it was the first time all nine hitters in a starting lineup were born in a Latin American country, and they were all wearing number 21 to celebrate Roberto Clemente Day. Now that's cool. Yeah. But I have a question. Okay. This happened earlier today, right? Yes. Who'd they play? You know, I didn't really check to look. The but. reason I ask is because I wonder if they won the game. I mean, right? I mean, this is so kind of a played, cool thing. They won 11 to nothing against the Blue Jays. How about that? So there you go. How about that? A team of all Latino players won 11 to nothing. That's awesome. Very cool. That's like Clinton Yates' all-white guy fantasy football team. The Settlers group or something that he called them. I don't know what, they're, yeah. what the name of the team is, but it's just one fantasy football team of exclusively white dudes. There's a baseball team. Clint Yates has that. That's right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, uh, this is Tampa Bay, 11 runs, 11 hits, and a shutout over the Blue Jays. That game was in Toronto, too, I think. That is pretty cool. Uh, you know, the Mets tried that. Um, a, a number of years ago, and I believe the Marlins might have too, when Ozzie Guillen was the manager, they had a lot, if not all, Latino players starting. It wasn't um, all because Elias Sports Bureau says this was the first time it ever happened. Okay, then it probably was a majority and not all of them. But yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm glad that's the case. Look, 33% of the league is Hispanic. So. And, and isn't today the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month? Yep. See. Si. Okay. See? Si. See how. Si that's how... why I did Game of Games. Oh, really? No, I'm just joking. Really? <laughs> <laughs> was it all Hispanic yeah, they, heritage? They wanted to. They did a, a, a you, you specifically did for, a for that. Second. Well, yeah, you know, you know what I, you know what I thought. I, I, I looked on my phone, and on my phone, it, it has, actually it, it has, has it. Hispanic yeah, heritage. first day of Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, and I thought, well, that would be a nice thing to celebrate. Yeah, I uh, I joked because uh, I got an email from uh, the ESPN PR people about doing something for uh, their front row, which is like the thing their PR arm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I joked. Uh, my wife says, "Hey, Hispanic Heritage Month, baby." <laughs> There's only so many guys they can go to here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look at my man, Al Michaels. There's Uncle Big Al. Oh, yeah. He looks a little extra makeup, though, Uncle Al, today. Well, I mean, he's like in his, you know, mid-70s. I mean, as someone who, uh, you know, doesn't need the makeup. Come on. There's super, super HD cameras over there at Amazon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got the latest technology. Yeah. I love Al, though. To me, Al speaks of big game. Well, right on. I mean, when Al Michaels calls a game, if Al Michaels called the Tampa Bay Rays against the Toronto Blue Jays and you heard Al Michaels' voice, you'd be like, oh my God, this must be a big game. So, for, taking out guys who were local, although Vin Scully was national, because I remember growing up watching the World Series and Vin Scully and Joe Garagiola on mm -hmm. NBC were calling the World Series. Yeah. Um, but just guys who specifically did national, you know, for the last 25, 30 years. Yep. Of all the guys, I think Buck is incredible. Don't get me wrong. Um, but to me, Al Michaels is probably him and Costas as a forty-five-year-old man are the are, and Marv Albert probably right. Like those are the three. When I think of like big-time game in one of in one of these sports, I think of those three guys as a child growing up. Well, the thing about Al Michaels is this: this is twenty twenty-two. Mm -hmm. Okay, forty-two years ago. Yeah. When he said, "Do you believe in miracles?" Yes. Yeah. That's forty-two years. I was 10 years old. Michael Ruzioni. That's right. Yeah. Jim Craig. Yeah. How many names can we come up with? That's, that's it. two. That's yeah, it. That's, that's all we that's got. Yeah. But seriously, like you think about Al Michaels in 1980 saying, do you believe in miracles? Yes. Yes. And now here we are 42 years later 
And Al Michaels is still the preeminent play-by-play voice of sports. Good for him. That's an incredible career. An incredible run. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. I, 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 it's like he's like part of the family. I talked to Uncle Big Al yesterday by email trying to get him on the show tomorrow, and yeah, he said he's, he's, traveling, he's traveling, which yeah. I'm kind of surprised. Like, yeah. I would have thought that tonight— He's flying right out? Yeah, the game ends, and PJ? Al's, Al's like, yo, fire it up. I'm coming in. Yeah, PJ back yeah. to L.A.? Right, Air Michaels. Yeah, nice. No, probably hanging out in KC for a day. Maybe he wants some barbecue. Yeah, but then, like, tomorrow evening between 4 and 7 p.m., where's he schlepping to? I figure he'd be home by now. He wants to chill. Maybe. Yeah. I think he's uh, Russell Westbrook's neighbor for as long as Russell Westbrook still has that yeah, house. Yeah, on Brentwood. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I mean, listen, Al Michaels to me again is the epitome of of like play by play broadcasting. Like when I when I was learning to try to do this last year, I watched a ton of Al games. Good idea. Yeah. Anybody else you watch? Uh, I listen to a lot on radio because SiriusXM has a lot of people on radio mm-hmm. um, that you can listen to. Like, so I, my guy Dave Pash, right, mm-hmm. who works at ESPN, does the Arizona Cardinals. So I listen to him a little bit um, because obviously radio and, and TV is going to be a lot different. There's a lot more description on radio than there would be on TV. But, yeah, so I listen to Dave on radio. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? Was there anyone else on radio specifically? Well, radio, if you're going to listen to somebody on radio. Oh, Kevin Harlan. Uh, Kevin is the yeah. best on radio yeah. because Kevin. And Ian Eagle. Yeah, yeah, but Kevin yeah. is the most descriptive oh, person Yeah, he'll you've tell ever you heard. the guy is like right. rubbing his hand right. sweat on the towel. It's, and a, all that it's a hip high snap. Yeah. He cocks his right arm back. Yeah. He's got a white jersey with blue stripes on it. He raises it above his head yeah. right by the Steelers he's incredible. logo. He's yeah. A, he's, a, he's, he's an animal right. when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And clearly a nice man. A great guy. Yeah. Next time I see him, I'm going to tell him to bring it in just bring for you. Bring it in. Just for you. Bring it just in. Just for you. We should have actually brought Kevin Harlan on the show this week because he called the Chargers Raiders game. He did Raiders call the game. Chargers game, yeah. We should have brought him on this week. Text him right now? Yeah, we'll text him right now. Yeah. I don't know who's doing the Westwood one Thursday night game. I think it's Ian Eagle. Yeah. You know, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so, anywho, Sean McVay says, quote, one loss can be seen as a blessing in disguise. Now, do you buy that theory? 100%. Yeah? I do. Okay. Do you not? Uh, depends. I think football is, I think in like longer seasons, um, I think, you know, like basketball or baseball, like, you know, a loss or a series loss in baseball, yeah, that can come and, and you know, kind of make you turn some things around. In football, there's not a lot of time to turn things around. You no. can't really afford very many losses. But, but I'll say this, that I think that, I would be trying to do what Sean McVay is trying to do, Mm -hmm. which is sell myself and sell the team on the fact that losing game one at home Mm -hmm. against everybody's favorite Mm -hmm. is the best thing that could have happened to us for a variety of reasons. One. Go ahead. He's been pretty vocal about Cam Akers. And wanting more urgency. Oh, well, it made now the Cam Akers thing is interesting because it makes like this is my interpretation of it without knowing. And maybe uh, you know Sean would come on and say no, not really. Uh, but my thing is like, oh, so he must not be like a student of the game enough for him and the coaching staff, um, because immediately where I went before knowing that comment that mm-hmm. he mentioned, I thought well. The guy came back early from an Achilles. Maybe he's just dealing with more issues with that yeah. that are just lingering. Yeah. But then he made that comment. I'm like, oh, there must be like some sort of issue they're having with the preparation aspect of well, it. Well, they're, they're saying to him, I mean, I think what they're saying out loud is, hey, dude, uh, we need more from you on these different levels, whatever they are as defined by the coach, you know? And so I think that I could make a compelling case that losing the first game was a blessing in disguise. Because it resets everybody. And by the way, I'll start with Sean McVay. Mm -hmm. Sean McVay, you know, after the season last year, not only was he being celebrated as, oh my God, this guy, he's so incredible. What an an amazing coach. Still pretty incredible. No, he is. But but the celebration of the guy Mm -hmm. sometimes kind of gets to your own head. You know, and then you go and you get married and then you go and you buy yourself a big fat house and everybody's kissing your ass because they want you to come do TV and they're trying to pull you out of coaching. And then you finally commit to the team Mm. and then you get a big fat contract. And so, you know what? It's human nature to maybe just take a day off and feel satisfied. Okay, then you're the general manager of the team. Wow, you're such a genius. F them draft choices. What a guy. What a a smart construction of a roster Mm -hmm. way to make moves during the season. And then you get the big fat contract. And then Mm -hmm. maybe you're just kind of a little bit satisfied because you're looking at your ring Mm -hmm. and you're looking at your bank account Mm -hmm. and everybody's kissing your ass. Okay. Then you're the quarterback. Guess what? Um, 
There were no TV commercials for Matthew Stafford prior to winning the Super Bowl. Now he's and, on AT&T commercials. And now, honestly, it's not just AT&T. There's a lot of others. I mean, uh, Matthew. others? Yeah, I, I don't remember what brands they are, but I've seen Stafford on a lot of different commercials. And for a guy who, frankly, is not exactly like a boisterous personality, at least publicly, he's, he's kind of everywhere. And so whether it's the general manager, the coach, the quarterback, the running back, um, the defensive back who everybody says is the best guy in the league. Uh, for, I mean, he was last year. I understand. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that a blessing in disguise, yes, because let's all reset. Let's all remember. Last year doesn't matter anymore. It's over. Yeah. It's in the history books. Nice ring. Yeah. Nice bank account. Nice car. Okay? But last year's last year. Now we got to reset. Mm-hmm. So I, listen, George, I know I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sell you on this. You're selling me. Am I? Eh. Not really? Me. Where are we in this? I mean, are we are we are you contemplating buying or are you absolutely not going to be able to buy this? Thing? I don't know. I mean, I maybe. Okay. Maybe. I just don't know if I buy that from Sean McVay. He's kind of a grinder just by nature. Yes, but I'll bet you that he probably looked in the mirror and said, "You know what? Maybe I didn't grind quite the way I always have in pursuit of a Super Bowl because mm-hmm. now not only do I have a Super Bowl, not only did I chill out a little bit, because I'm sure you must have read that expose that ESPN did about him a few weeks ago, where they talked about how his parents were trying to get him to cool out because they're like, dude, your heart's going to jump out of your chest before you're 40 years old. Um, and then he got married. All these things around him could have made him take a day off or a week off or two weeks off when that guy never took a second off, is all mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I'm Sean McVay, I'm selling the exact same thing. We lost, and that's good because we all needed to reset and understand just because we're the Super Bowl champs doesn't mean we just get to show up and win. Okay. Sean, are, can you, can, I know you're listening, Coach. Can you feel me? Have I nailed this thing? I don't know. Have you? I think I have. Okay. I do. I don't know. Now, you know, we're not that far away from kickoff, so I've heated up this burger that was sent to us oh, by yeah. Gelato Drew. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've heated it up. And it's cooled off a little bit. And I'm going to cut this thing in half. Now, it's not as fresh as it was yesterday. It doesn't have lettuce and tomato and onions and pickles Mm -hmm. and ketchup and mustard and like Thousand Island dressing. It's just sort of plain. But I kind of like to start with a plain burger just to check it out, you know? Okay. Kind of like a cheese slice, slice of cheese pizza. Okay. What's it all about? Okay. So I'm going to cut this thing in. My hands are clean, Mm -hmm. just so you know. Mm -hmm. And then we'll give it a shot. Okay. We'll give it a try. All right. Give it a try. I will. You can do it on the other side? Yeah. Oh! Yeah. I cut right. this rascal in half. Okay. You want me to have the other half? Yes, I do. Oh. Okay. I'll do that then. In the interim, uh, I want to get into the Raiders a little bit. That's a nice burger. Oh, actually, no. Travis is going to join us. Look at that. This is a good burger. It's a nice looking burger. So every Thursday, Travis is going to join us. A, to have some shenanigans, but B, because I feel like we can go, we can have Rams conversation. Well, we can have any conversation with him, really. But specifically to the Rams, you know, he's part of the Rams broadcast. I wanted to have Travis on. And I feel like we don't have, like, a ton of connection points to Travis and Sliwa. So tell me if you're good with this. I've already made the executive decision, but right. either way, I'll ask you if you're good with it. Um I basically said Trav can come on, you know, like Trav, you know, if his schedule permitted, which it did. Lindsay reached, reached out to him every Thursday, 515. Okay. We already have Balake at 545. Okay. Right. To talk Dodgers. It's a nice block. Rams into Tinder. Into, 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 into Dodgers. Into Dodgers. Nice. Right. And then during the basketball season. Slee. Slee at 445. So this way we don't run into whole the whole thing of he's got to listen to the coach and blah, 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 bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. Right? So he can just come in and just 445 chat with us and we'll, we'll do a little Lakers talk. Okay. I little, like that. little Slee, Slee Lakers talk okay. every 445 on game days. Okay. I like this very much. Okay. Do you think that Slee's going to complain about Hey King? Oh. We should ask Travis if he'll play Hey King with us. <laughs> We should ask Travis if he'll play. Laura, do you think Travis will play Hey King with us? I think he'll he'll play ball. Yeah. Okay. He's well, a ask, ball player. Lee, yeah. I don't know. Hashtag Hey King. Send your questions. More questions today. Hashtag <laughs> Hey King. If, Send your hookup. If needs. we win the Mandy Awards for best segment for hashtag Hey King in the most ironic way possible, just because we literally wanted to do it ironically to rip off Astley, it would be the funniest moment in this radio station's history. It would, although it might turn into a fight between Emily and Lindsay. Oh, it, there's no question about that. I don't think there's any doubt about that. All right, so Trav is going to join us in two minutes.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ever supermaned a hoochie? I didn't want to say the actual word that Laura would get mad about. Nor should I because it's at least hoochie is more, you know, it's more Same word. No, but it's not the same. Hoochie has a different connotation. Like, because, you know, there was a song, right? Wasn't it Uncle Luke? Ain't nothing but a hoochie mama. Hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama. From Friday? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that song. I love the soldier boy. Do you even know boy. what that means? What, the soldier boy? No, not the soldier boy. Oh, <laughs> to, to Superman that. Yeah, I know how to Superman that. Okay. Uh, I mean, you fake it, so I don't know if you know how to That's do that. That's true. Superman and them Trader point, Joe. I was going to say. Oh, Trader the, Joe. Use the Trader Joe thing. I don't fake it. I just have faked it. That's sad, the fact that you even had to. Well, Cappy if I told has you the circumstances, you'd understand, I think. Yeah. I don't want to uh, Travis, Cappy has mentioned that he has uh, faked it, if you know what I mean. Oh, how do you do that? All right, this is going to become a very detailed conversation Feel that's free. probably going to need to be this off This is air. exactly why I want Travis yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably okay. going to have to be I mean, off that, air. That seems, like, but it seems physiologically complicated. Um, It is. I mean... There's there's a lot to this, guys. Okay. There's a lot Be to Be careful. It. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. I'm not the only guy in the world who's done it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have my full attention, let's just say. I mean, you, you know, you fake the punt. You fake, well, in your case, a fake a field. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know how to do that. Yeah. Well, all I can say is this. When you're getting into the deeper innings, Okay, when you're getting into the later part of the game, you're just tired. You're just mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay, I okay. I think I think I understand now. Got he, it. He's, okay. He's throwing yeah, a no hitter in that situation. <laughs> a shutout. And he doesn't want to get. He doesn't yeah. want to get the last three outs. Right. I understand. Yeah. yeah, you know, he just wants the closer to come in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got, got it, it, pal. There you go. There you go. What's up, Trav? How you doing, man? I'm good. I, I, I want to know if you uh, completed your jump rope challenge. Last time I talked to you guys, the over-under was, what, 80? No, did he, get to he knocked it out. He did 100. He could have done more. Oh, my God. So see, okay, now, now I'm learning that all these bets tend to go over, that he may know more about him than, <laughs> than you and well, I do. He, here, here's where we aired, okay? Remember when he was talking about doing, like, the crisscross stuff? Yeah. When he tried to do that, it didn't go so well. But when he just did a regular jump rope, he was fine. Had we thrown in a, a few crisscrosses, like uh, every like 25 or 20 maybe, we would have had a shot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, Probably would have had a better chance. But, but Trav, it, it shocks me that you don't know this because we plastered it all over every social media platform. I thought you were more committed yeah. to social media than ever before. Oh. You know, I, I well, see, just a, a small step forward is still more of a commitment than ever before. See, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a slow starter. This is a marathon, not a sprint for me. <laughs> so uh, that, that going from zero to one is a statistical improvement, right? That's so fair. now that going from one to two may take a little bit more time, but we're, we're still trending in the right direction. Did you hear the other day that I broke Chris Morales' neck? Oh, so George showed that to me. I did. And that for my, my first question, George, I don't remember if you know what I asked you. My first question was, does Cap know what he's doing? <laughs> right. Which was, which, which was quickly met with, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Did so you see- I, 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 give, I give Morales a lot of credit for being brave enough no, to uh, let you me. manipulate his neck. Right. Then, then did you see the way I mounted him here in the studio? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I did see that. Hopefully yeah. that also ended with you faking it. 
<laughs> hey now <laughs> Travis and Sliwa weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, they don't so, fake it they, yeah they don't fake Never. it right? yes. um, so Trav since we only have a couple more minutes with you we were just talking about Sean McVay and you know he had he made this comment I guess this week about uh, basically that a blessing in disguise losing the game yada yada yada. Now Cappy has a theory. Now if you can condense this theory to like fifteen or twenty seconds, yeah. So that way Trav can actually have a response time here. It's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, it goes like <laughs> Travis. Everybody needed a reset. That's all. I mean everybody read the press clippings. Everybody's bank accounts got fat. Everybody got new houses. Everybody's got rings. This team needed to be smacked in the face to be reset. That's pretty much my thought. Um, I hope so. I, I, I hope that the, your theory is right because at least that makes some sense. At least it makes some sense that they showed up with new houses and full bellies and everything that you're talking about and that maybe this was, a, oh, right, we got to actually play these games. That That is an acceptable ex- explanation as to what happened. Um, we'll find out on Sunday around maybe 4 o'clock whether or not that's what it was or whether or not they've taken a step back, whether or not having all those top-line stars that worked so well last year that was just an unbelievable mix of, of winning a Super Bowl. But now that they've had some injuries, now you have some guys that are maybe underperforming a little bit, looking at you, Jalen Ramsey, that you're going to have to have some depth along the way because if it's not what you described, Cap, if it's just that everybody's kind of backed up a little bit, this could go from a, hey, can they run it back to a, hey, can they find a way to sneak into the playoffs? That, that could be a very, very different sort of team because Atlanta, Atlanta's not good. They might be a little bit better than we thought. They played pretty well in that opener. But if they struggle with the Falcons, if they have to scratch and claw and fight to get through a game that is probably the easiest one on their schedule, then it's a toy. Then, then I don't think it is fat and happy. I think it's something very different. Yeah, I think you sound the alarm there, basically, in that scenario. Travis hanging out with us here. Travis and Sleeve weekday mornings at 10 a.m. here on the station leading into Mason and Ireland. So let me ask you this particular question in regards to Matthew Stafford, because I don't know about you. Look, man, I, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not Dr. Clapper. I don't have Clapper How vision. Are you? So, but Kaplan is. Yeah, yeah but Kaplan clearly. No, I'm more is. of a chiropractor. chiropractor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. A, good. He's not right, an MD. Right, right. He's not an MD. Um, so he's saying he's got a mall kiosk. Yeah, exactly. He does. <laughs> he does. A mall kiosk is actually that you should. We should actually do a bit with that. Where like we should just put you in a mall in like the Delamo Mall in Torrance. Um, but the uh, so I, I, he just didn't look like he had a ton of zip on the ball, man. Like and and first of all, they didn't. I mean, I get why they didn't tell us about the. PRP that he did or whatever to his elbow, mm-hmm. but I, I'm a little worried, man, about his arm. I, I, how do you feel about it? I, I, you know, kind of similar to what I said before that I need to see what happened again, right? That if, if you have another event on Sunday that looked like what happened last Thursday, then maybe he, he didn't have a ton of time. You know, it was more of a, he didn't play well, don't get me wrong, but when you snap the ball and, you know, by the time you've caught the snap, you've got Vaughn Miller in your face. I I don't even know what your arm looks like. He didn't even have any time to really make a bunch of throws. The ones he did make were okay. I think he'll have a little bit more time against Atlanta, so I I think he'll be able to evaluate that a little better. I'm far more concerned of whether or not he's going to have time to throw than how he looks when he throws it because, I think he'll figure it out. Whether he's got that same cannon that he's had for most of his career, or he's got to play a little bit differently. You know, we saw Peyton Manning do that a few years ago. Then, then that's a different conversation. I just like to know that he has a few time, a few seconds to actually look down the field and figure out what it is he's looking at. Yeah. See, I'm I'm less concerned about Stafford's arm, and I'm with you, Travis. I'm more concerned about the offensive line. And by the way, it's yeah. not just from a protection standpoint. It's from a run-blocking standpoint. George and I were just talking about the criticism of Cam Akers. It's not just Cam Akers. It's like, it, is this team going to have a running game? Because no yeah. matter how much you can throw the ball and no matter how happy you are to have a great quarterback, you still at some point must be able to run the ball and, and again, at some point control the clock. They had no running game in the first game. They had 49 yards running. Maybe it was 59, but either regardless, it was bad, right? That, that whether it was Henderson, whether it was Akers or, or anybody else, you're right. They didn't run the ball at all. And they did that thing that when they struggled last year, they were super one-dimensional, right? They would have Matthew Stafford back there. They'd be in empty formations constantly. And when there's no threat of a run, you're much easier to defend. And that was when they went through that stretch of, of November where they didn't play well at all. 
they were back into that about halfway through the second quarter against Buffalo. I'm with you that everything starts with that offensive line. And Nopum's been hurt this week. He didn't play well last week, healthy. So we'll see what that looks like. You got your starting right guard is now your center. Your center is down. Your backup to the backup, Tremaine Ancrum, is now your right guard. That what was already the biggest area of concern is presumably going to be even worse this week, at least as far as a personnel grouping goes that you know Stafford and Cup and Robinson and, and Ramsey and all these big names that we talked really good other than Cup in the opener that's fine that, that that's great and all that stuff but if those five guys up front aren't at least decent nothing else matters those five guys have to be at least average and they certainly weren't in game one Trav, uh, before we let you go, Morales, because you know he's always listening. He's like the eye in the sky. Uh, I guess <laughs> he, he's taking a shot at you uh, about the jump rope thing, and he says, what's Travis going to ask next? So how did you guys do at the Mandy's? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm used to that. That's fine. Not not well is the answer. I mean, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't look at social help media. For, can't help himself. For, for, forgive me. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I'm used to it. Yeah. Nothing new. I mean, jeez. Anyway, hey, by the way, um, at SoFi Stadium, is there still going to be like that 400 foot mural of you and and Slee this season? Oh yeah. No. 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 So so here's some here's a, no. It's just me. Right. No so way. It, it, yes. So it's me pitching the app. Right. Pitching the ESPN LA app. And it's me, it's Matthew Stafford, it's Cooper Cup, and then it's me with a, a voiceover. It's the crowning achievement of my career so wow. far. Now, kidding me. now, wait a second. This now, better not be the same thing for Laker games. I'll tell you that right now. If I get sleep, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> well, they don't love me over there, so you, you yeah, may have a better right, shot than right. I do. You, so. notice, you notice I've been the one that's been really high on legacy and George has been saying it sucks. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> By the way. You know what it could be? When they put you guys up there, uh, Sedano, it could just be like old school where they put that blue dot over your face like you were on yeah. trial you were yeah, testifying, yeah. Yeah. and they didn't want to they didn't want to reveal yeah. your identity. Yeah. They could just put that up there. Although the funny thing is, like the people there that give me that allegedly give grief about things that I say, I'm not saying it because I'm trying to be a jerk. I want them to win and be good. It's good business for all of us when they're good. Um, but, Stop telling the truth. Yeah. Stop telling the truth and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I was actually on a flight with Jeannie a couple like during for summer league, and I, I she was so nice. It was like a very nice conversation. Well, yeah, but I mean, face to face, of course she's going to be nice. No, so but she. she has, I don't you, think she. Like, I don't think she George has any. Nano. I don't think she knows cares anything about what I say on the air. I, at least I don't think. Maybe not. Um, but anyway, the. Um, so how does Slee feel about this? Because you know, if it was Mason and it was just Ireland on there, Ooh. he would he would literally like you know like just you know he would consider like jumping off a I balcony. Think I think Al is okay because it's more me and my capacity as the Rams pre half and post game right. show host right, right, right. as it is because okay. I mentioned Travis and Sliwa, I mentioned Mason and Ireland, I mentioned Sedano and Cap, I mentioned Rams All Access. Right. So it's talk talking about the app and everything you can get there as opposed to just our shows, but. Uh, I, it's it, it's an interesting look. I don't look the, the terribly athletic, and not not that I ever really do. But this is uh, hey, put it to this way: had I known that it was just going to be me, I might have gone on a program for a couple of weeks leading <laughs> up to it. I, I, I may have I may have approached my physicality slightly differently. Uh, but you know, it is what it is, and we'll go from there. Now we started a segment here, ironically, because Kaplan says his daughters, when they want something from him, they literally call him, and just the first thing out of their mouth is "Hey, King," and then they ask for something <laughs> outrageous, like his one daughter who goes to school at Tulane wanted tickets this weekend to the Saints and Bucks, and Cappy had to call in a favor. So we started okay. we started a ridiculous segment called "Hey, King," and the irony is, it's really Ashley, but we just did it "Hey, King." <laughs> um, so do you have a "Hey, King" question for Cappy? Is there any outrageous hookup that you need for me, Trav, that I could do for you? Well, my, my Ask King would be, if Ask Slee did not win any Mandy's, does that mean that Ask King has no chance? It's Hey King. Hey but, King, different. But my thing oh, is, hey King. If, Excuse hey, me. if Hey King actually wins the next Mandy Awards for that particular category, I feel like <laughs> Alan may ju may also jump off a balcony. And and if it wins, Emily and Lindsay are going oh, to just, just gonna throw yeah, hands no immediately. Doubt. Yeah, get him in the octagon. All right, I, I, I'm there for that. I'll be the uh, Michael Buffer or whoever. Bruce whoever Buffer. The, who, who, Bruce Buffer, yeah. that's right. Bruce that's is right. UFC. Michael does boxing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Michael does boxing. Bruce does the uh, the UFC. I'll, I'll be like their uh, weird brother, Mike Buffer. Okay. I'll just, I'll just show up. There you go. I'm assuming there's another brother, and I'll uh, I'll show up and do that. Um, I'm trying to think. What do I – What do I? if in the event 
I get a stiff neck. You promise not to crack my neck. <laughs> hey, King. Is that, is that, does I that can, work? I could probably make that happen for you. The King can make that happen. The King can make it happen. So there you have it. <laughs> do, 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 does the King have to refer to himself in the third person no question. as the King? Absolutely. Me and LeBron both do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. I love it. Uh, Travis and Sliwa, weekday mornings at 10 a.m. He'll join us every Thursday at 515. Thanks for stopping by, man, and doing uh, you know doing it with our nonsense. Talk to you guys next week. And if anything good on social media happens, make sure to bring it up yeah. on Thursday. <laughs> yes, we will. We will. We'll do that. We'll make sure we send it to you. <laughs> right on. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Actually, Christopher, I'm going to take it away and then eventually toss it to Lindsay. Because <laughs> Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. By the way, uh, we're going to give away more of those SoFi passes to go check out the best stadium in the world. Uh, you can tour the locker rooms, run through the tunnel, all that stuff. See the suites. We're going to give that away in the last hour. So make sure you keep it locked for that last hour. We're going to give away four passes for that. Go ahead, Linz. Take it away. Thanks, Sedano. Super excited. So tennis great Roger Federer has announced his retirement today. Uh, he wrote in a lengthy note on his social media account saying, in part, quote, I'm 41 years old. I've played more than 1,500 matches over 24 years. Tennis has treated me more generously than I ever could have dreamt, and now I must recognize when it's time to end my competitive career. He went on to say that his final ATP event will be at the Laver Cup next week in London. So now with no... Is it the Laver Cup? I think it's Laver. Yeah. Rod Laver. Laver. Yeah. You know, same thing. You just, the, only reason I know that, the only reason I know that is I literally just ran into Rod Laver just about two weeks ago, who's a much, much older gentleman now. He must be super famous if he has a whole tournament named after him. Well, he's he was a... He was like the, he was like the big ten, men's tennis player. Like He was like the Pete Sampras and the Roger Federer of that era. But I think he was also like the British um, guy who maybe, you know, was like... I think he won Wimbledon. Maybe I don't know if he was the first guy or maybe the last guy to be British and win. But I just ran into well, him. He wasn't I'm the last you. guy. No, who they've, was They've had someone more recently. I don't know. I, I, you know Andy is, Murray won it recently. This is why I... Well, go ahead. Let me, let's hear what the, the question is going to be. Because <laughs> So, now with Roger Federer retiring mm-hmm. and then Serena just retiring, is there anyone currently who makes you want to watch tennis right now? Oh, dude. That kid, Alcaraz, the Spanish kid who won the U.S. Open, he's 19 years old. He did a... In the quarterfinals, he had a match that I watched until 11.50 at night Pacific time. It was that incredible. Like, he came back down two sets to one. It was insane. And he had this one play where the ball, he's so athletic for, like, a small guy. He hit the ball. He overran the ball, hit it behind his back in midair. He jumped in midair, hit it behind his back. I watched that thing on Twitter like 17,000 times in a row. That must be the guy that John Ireland was talking about, right? I don't know. I, I guess he loves tennis, and he said that there's this young guy who's really good, and everyone, yeah. everyone yeah. smacks and the ball at him, and he smacks it right back. He was incredible. What's the guy's name, though? Does anybody know? He's the um, he's the guy that like yells and screams at the referee. Um, he's kind of like got a McEnroe. Oh, curious. Curi- See, like that yeah. to me, I like personalities, but I feel like this whole Federer Nadal like this era yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah, I feel like I missed it all. Well, why? Because I was like a so as a kid. McEnroe, Connors, Borg, like I liked all those guys. Right, and then, then the as next a young era adult, was like Sampras, Agassi. No, but you missed in between. There was like Lendl, Boris Becker, yes, and okay, all them guys. Yes, okay, very good. Yeah. Right, right. And then, but and then, then Sampras, Agassi, and those guys. And then Sampras, Agassi was kind of like my guys. Yeah, they were great. And and then I haven't really been as into tennis. I actually was more into the female side of right. the Venus Serena side, right? Because they, they the were American. Side. That's what it was. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. That, and I I understand that. But I, too, originally was like that, and then I started to get into Rafa versus Federer. I watched the match on Wim- uh, Wimbledon match they had in 2008 on a plane, and right then and there, I was hooked. 
Uh, and I became a Rafa guy. Not that Roger, you know, Roger's great too. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. But I became a Rafa guy at that point. I don't like Novak Djokovic. He's not my guy. But uh, I was right about Rod Laver. He had 11 grand slams. Oh, really? So before Pete Sampras passed that record, he had the record. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's, I don't know how old he is. What, 84. I, I'm telling you, I ran into him. This is funny. I ran into him in a in bar. Like, in, really? in a bar, yeah. In San Diego? Uh-huh. And Because he, he lives down there, and he was with a guy I know who's a sports writer. Yeah. And he said, hey, we just got off the golf course. He goes, do you know Rod Laver? I'm like, of course I know Rod Laver. Yeah. And then I had to explain to my girl, I'm like, you don't even understand who yeah. we're talking to r- right r- here. R- Rachel. Right. That's r- 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 Rod. Yeah. I just watched a documentary about John McEnroe. Oh, years. that's a great documentary. Yeah. The on one on Showtime? I haven't seen yeah. it. It's about... Do- about him, just called McEnroe. Sneaky Showtime's a sneaky good um, documentaries. They're some one, of the best ones they I've ever seen are on Showtime. The yes. Lance Armstrong one on Showtime. I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, I'd love to see that. Out one. of control. I saw it years ago. Oh, um, but it, it's like ten years old, probably. Now. Oh, then maybe I. Have, I thought you were talking about something new. No, 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 no. But it's great. If you've never seen it, watch it. Have yeah. you ever seen the one called Disgraced about the whole Baylor thing with the kid who, who got killed and stuff? I don't. I did. Oh not see my it. god, that is one of that's probably top three best documentaries ever. It's called Disgraced. You have to watch that the, because the, it's insane. Yeah, the two Escobars I've seen that obviously with the uh, the Colombian national Colombian national soccer team where Andres Escobar got killed after an own goal against the U.S. So yeah, but people people like tweet at me all the time and ask about documentary Rex. Watch Disgraced. It's amazing. Okay. All right. So next one. Amazing. Not even a romantic vacation in Italy can stop LeBron from prepping for his 20th NBA season. Oh, yeah. LeBron's putting out the workout videos. Cappy, you should do that. You should. should. Do that. Yeah. Especially, and I, should. and I should do exactly what he's doing. I yeah. should put on those really tight, like, uh, yeah. compression pants. Yeah, like tight. You know? And then I should wear no shirt, and you'll see the difference of what my body looks like versus LeBron's. Well, maybe by the end of it, you'll look like him. It's not that different. No, not at all. Other than the tattoos. So, yeah, he was over in uh, Portofino. He's been there for the past couple of weeks with his wife. And he was getting in some much-needed R&R. But also, as we're talking about, he was working out, you know, hardcore, doing all kinds of squats, dumbbells, you know, with all the all the good stuff to show off his chiseled abs and his, his awesome tights that he was wearing. And he looks amazing, as usual. So I, I couldn't, man, I just don't know if I'd have the drive to try to, like, look like that at this stage of my life. Like, he's almost our, my age. Like, he's not that much. He's like seven years younger than I am. And it's like, I could never. Like, I don't have the drive to do that anymore. Well, I mean, look at. Look. I just had a great Castle's burger a little while ago. Oh, half of one. It yeah, was really right. good. Do you think he ever eats stuff like that? Like, oh, you're yeah. eating definitely. Food? But he also runs up and down 94 feet, you know, for six months or longer uh, out of the year. So that helps too. But he's an incredible. He's one of the, like, best looking, as far as, like, body types best body i think i've ever seen in sports period he's a physical specimen specimen yeah so my question is do you guys normally work out when you're on vacation swipe left or swipe right cappy i'm gonna swipe right always me too always yeah i don't i to me but i got a theory on it yeah which is my theory is i i work out when i'm on vacation or on the road or whatever because i know i'm gonna eat bad right yes of course like that's part of the fun like when you're on like when i go on vacation i always think of it like this one hour of effort 23 hours of fun that's how I always feel about it. In fact, when your LeBron is in, you said Portofino. Yeah. Yep. A couple of years ago, when I was in Italy, I was do, I was doing exactly the same thing. I would go you were for on a, a yacht run. with tights, working out. Actually, precisely. As a matter of fact, <laughs> yeah. I'll show you pictures. It'll blow your mind. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would get off the yacht and then I would go onto the shore, and then I would just run, and uh, and then I'd go to the the beach because you know the girls were laying around topless, so I'd go watch that for a little while and run by like you know, <laughs> Ooh, look what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so always exercise on vacation. Always. So I I wouldn't, I don't work out, like if I have like a routine, I do yoga and, you know, cardio, but I don't work out per se when I go on vacation. But I was telling Sedano, that's because I do all kinds of other stuff. You know, like when I went on vacation to Disney World with my family, we walked like five miles a day mm-hmm. when I was in Disney World. So I feel like that's probably more. That is good exercise. Yeah, more exercise than I would have gotten. And when I was camping, I went hiking a lot. So, you know, I still work out, but not my normal. Typical By the way, thing. I'm getting a word that uh, Rod Laver, Australian, not British. Yeah, Australian. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, point of information for everybody that cares. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where you were going with the Wimbledon thing. I don't know either. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I made it all up. No, they all just bleed together, you know? Yeah. All right, real quick, last one here. So, Shaq, you know, he played with a lot of guys over his 19-year NBA career, but when he was asked on his podcast, the big podcast with Shaq, who his worst teammate was, he barely paused before he said a name. Oh, I know who it is. I know you know who it is. Cap, do you have any guesses? Um, I could have a couple of guesses. 
Um, give me two. Give me two right, guesses. J- take a guess, and okay. then I'll and then if after two guesses, I'll give you. I'll start giving you some hints. Penny Hardaway. Nope. Okay. Kobe. Nope. No. Okay. So uh, although two. he did once call uh, Penny Hardaway Fredo. Of the uh, what, of the three stars he played with, and then you know, just watching the last episode of yeah. Legacy and all the problems that there was that they had with Kobe um, before they won a championship. So I'm just those are two names that popped into my mind. Okay, so I would say um, he was on the Lakers with this guy. He was on the Lakers with this guy briefly. Um, he is. He also played. Um, he won five championships in his career. Are you talking about like Robert Ory. Uh, no, he Robert had more. Okay, um, but that's like you're now you're getting a little closer. Okay, um, how about John Sally? No, it wasn't John Sally. Okay, he uh, seems like a, a nice guy. John he's Sally right. is a nice yeah, guy. He's all right. Um, I would say okay, he uh, played for the Detroit Pistons. Okay, it's John Sally. That was a good. That was a, yeah. uh, okay. Uh huh. He had a very famous like Rodman. Type. Yeah, that's really? it. That's Rodman. Rodman. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He said uh, that that was no question the worst teammate that he's ever had. So now that you've guessed it, mm-hmm. do you guys have a worst teammate that you can think of and that you would want to name? Hmm. Probably worst not name, teammate. but you know, figured I'd ask you guys see if Is I can get some audio. Worst teammate. I don't know. Like I'd have to. The fact that I gotta think about it probably means like there's you. I, I don't know. I can't think of someone off the top of my head. I'm sure there's people I didn't like working with, but not anyone that was sticks out that much that I can like say off the top of my head. When I was in college, uh, playing ball in college, I had a couple of guys that were just terrible teammates. And what I mean by terrible is they didn't work out. Yeah. They didn't put in the effort. Mm. So they were big and they were, you know, they, they had talent, right. but they never really achieved because they didn't put in the effort. And right. they also were bad locker room guys. Yeah. So when you're lazy and everybody else is given everything they got and you're not, and you're a bad locker room guy, those were bad teammates. What about radio? I've had a couple of um, teammates in radio that are also not team players right. that I've really not enjoyed working with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a few of those yeah. for sure. But I don't know if I'd want to name any of them. Yeah, I figured you guys I, I don't want to give them any shine. Yeah, yeah you know? I figured you want to. Any shine. I, I, I like that. Don't give, them, don't give them no shine. No shine. Yeah. Don't even acknowledge them. Yeah. So, all right, that is Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30-ish. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you stay tuned to that. Oh, come on, baby. God, I haven't heard of these guys in ages. Wilson Phillips, man. Do you ever watch uh, Bridesmaids? No, I don't think so. Funny movie. You haven't watched that? I don't think so. I think you'd like it. My next movie that I need to spend time on is American Psycho, because my buddy keeps telling me that American Psycho is this amazing like movie. Like Christian Bale from like 20 years right. ago? But he, but my, so good, though. I got this buddy of mine, David, who keeps telling me, he, he's like, dude, you're not picking up any of the lines that I'm putting down, are you? And I'm like, no. Did, he's he, like, did he say things about like uh, Phil Collins and when he was part of Genesis and uh, Huey Lewis in the News? You know, I think he did say something about Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you're not getting any of this, are you? And I'm like, not really. And he's like, American Psycho? And I'm like, I don't know the movie. He's yeah. like, you don't know American Psycho? And I'm like, no, I don't. So that's my next, that's like my next older kind of movie that I need to catch up to. Mm-hmm. I doubt, I doubt you're actually going to do it. Well, it's funny you say that because a friend of mine texted me, mm-hmm. have you read my book yet? So a friend of mine wrote a book, sent it to me, and it's sitting on my desk. And he's like, have you read my book yet? I'm like. Uh, just no. No, I haven't. Yeah, you're not. Because I just don't have the time or the bandwidth. You haven't even subscribed to Blake Substack, who, with all his great Dodger information, or, of course, our weekly guest here, Blake Harris, Dodger Insider. Subscribe to his Substack, Blake Harris. Follow him on Twitter, at Blake Harris, TBLA. And now you're part of another venture, too. You're blowing up, kid. Yeah, I really I really need to try and keep everything together. Luckily, my girlfriend uh, got me a planner a couple weeks ago, so now I'm able to keep track of what exactly I'm doing every day because there's like four or five different things going on. But, yeah, exciting times, exciting times. But still number one on the planner every day is uh, getting on the Sedano and Cap show every Thursday night. A planner. Now, this makes me happy to hear you say this because that makes you sound like a boomer, and everybody calls me a boomer. You mean to tell me you don't just use your calendar in your phone? Yeah, I, I'm not good with that kind of stuff because I get notifications for everything. Like if I go see a movie, I'm getting notifications that I have movie tickets and that's too much. So I got the old fashioned planner. We got Monday through Friday. I'm writing stuff down. I think it comes with like stickers and everything, some colorful notes. So 
I'm going to make good use of this. But yeah, I, I don't even know if I had to go get a planner. Where you even go to get one of those unless you're well, using Amazon? So at our uh, my, house, my girlfriend came up clutch with this. At our house, because the kids and us and me and you know, there's a lot of different people moving parts. My wife, uh, we have just a dry erase board. Well, that's cool. That's a smart idea. Yeah, and it just my wife, uh, you know, it's like a calendar. Yeah, on the dry erase board, and we just add, put in the days, and everybody's everybody's got a different color. I can't believe you don't use like a Google I, calendar. I used though. to have one of those. Yeah, they're, they're good, but like a Google yeah, calendar not, not on your phone, like what I do every day is I have my Google calendar pulled up on my computer, and then it tells me, hey, you got to call it this time, and then I click on it, and it's got a Zoom link, and then I've got to call it this time. I'm Listen, I'm feeling pretty techie right now. I'm feeling pretty pretty savvy, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I think the roles are actually reversed here, Cap. You're like the younger generation right now, and I'm like the older generation that's about to watch the news at 6 p.m. The roles are flipped now. <laughs> All right. Well, I like that. Balake, um, we were having a discussion about the Dodgers. And look, John Ireland, uh, we love him, but he can be a little bit of a party pooper. He says, no celebration. No need to celebrate. You've won. You, you're you good. This is expected. I think two things can be true. Yes, their, their goal is to win a World Series, but I think you should enjoy the small moments because this is the we're living in the greatest moment in Dodger history in the sense of sustained success. Where do you lie on all this? Yeah, I, I agree. From a fan's perspective, I can see kind of getting bored with clinching the NL West and winning the division every year. But we have to remember that not every team in baseball goes on a historic stretch like this. I mean, my roommate from Arizona is 24 years old and doesn't have any recollection of his team, the Seattle Mariners, ever winning the division. So it's a big deal for a lot of people. And you have to remember, there are you know, players on the Dodgers that have never gone to the postseason like Andrew Heaney, Yancey Almonte, Tyler Anderson. So it's still a huge deal for guys like that. And I'm glad that they celebrated. I, I get that, you know, you're going to be celebrating a lot during the postseason, maybe having a few too many champagne showers. But winning the division is still a huge deal in baseball. And I like that they celebrated, even though it looked like they won just another game, which I kind of liked. But I, I like that they went crazy and we're pounding like 10 Budweiser's in the uh, clubhouse after the game. All right, so Blake, with about like less than 20 games to go, maybe like down to the last 20 or so, what are the things that you're looking for from the Dodgers here? There's no stretch run. There's no playoff push. W what are you thinking about here in the, these last 20 games? Well, if it was up to me, I'd be heading down to Dodger Stadium and personally wrapping Mookie, Trey, and Freddie in bubble wrap and making sure they're good to go for the next three weeks because you're in an interesting stretch because you want to make sure you preserve injuries. Guys don't get hurt because we saw last year, Kershaw, Muncie, they went down with a couple weeks left in the season. I think you just want to have guys getting consistent reps, getting ready for the postseason. I think maybe potentially giving some guys work in the bullpen that are fighting for a spot in that bullpen come October because there's only going to be 12 or 13 spots and they're probably going to be 15 or 16 arms. So I think something like that. Also, maybe giving guys like Miguel Vargas, maybe guys like, you know, rookies down in the farm, some run room just to see if maybe they could potentially be contributors in October. But I think the most important thing is stay healthy. And again, don't get too complacent. And remember that you still have a task at hand, and that's uh, winning the World Series in October. Yeah, and one of the things George and I were talking about yesterday and actually earlier this week was about Craig Kimbrell. Has he changed your mind? You said a few weeks ago on your Substack article that I didn't read, you said that you know, you thought he might not even be on the postseason roster. Um, has he changed your mind? I think Craig Kimbrell actually might be a subscriber to the Substack because I'm pretty sure after I posted that, that's when he it just all went turned on around. Insane stretch where <laughs> where he just went on the insane stretch and said, "I'm going to prove this uh, Blake Harris guy wrong." I get that he you know blew the game last night, but the pitch that was hit for the game-winning home run wasn't even a bad pitch. That was just a pitch that was somehow hit out for a home run. So. I'm not, I'm not too concerned after that outing last night. And we have to remember, he's been pretty dominant for a three-week stretch. I mean, he hadn't allowed a run, I think, in like nine games, something like that. So I still am going to be a bit worried with him on the mound in maybe a one-run game in October. But if he's on the mound in a two- or three-run game, I don't think I'm, I'm concerned, which is a huge step forward than where I was a month ago. I, I said in the article, I didn't want him on the mound unless the lead was five runs, but Give me a two- or three-run lead, and I think Craig Kimball's the guy. But a one-run lead, I'm not there just yet. 
Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, joins us every Thursday at 545. Follow him on Twitter at BlakeHarrisTBLA. Join his Substack. Subscribe there. He's given great Dodger information. Uh, look, man, we, we bring him on for a reason because he's really good. So is Tyler Anderson in your playoff rotation right now or no? He is. I, I think he's earned it. I have him in my four. Uh, as of right now, based on Tony Gonsolin's health, I think the top four is pretty much locked and loaded. Looks like it's going to be Julio Urias, Clayton Kershaw, Tyler Anderson, and Dustin May would be my fourth. I think Andrew Heaney and Tony Gonsolin, especially if Gonsolin's able to return, they're going to kind of play that piggyback role where they can come in for two or three innings if needed if a starter doesn't go longer. Even if you're, you have Tony Gonsolin or Andrew Heaney as a one-inning guy, I think that's going to be huge. But Tyler Anderson, I mean, he's been one of the more consistent starters in all of baseball this year. And, you know, I wrote about this the other day, probably the biggest bargain of the entire offseason. I wouldn't say he's the best signing of the offseason for the Dodgers because of Freddie Freeman, obviously. But you can, you can make the case he's been the most valuable because he was signed for essentially nothing, wasn't expected to be a starter. And I don't know what his numbers are exactly at the moment, but he's going to be getting Cy Young votes, which is crazy. And the Dodgers would not be in this position without him. They'd probably be up by only 10 or 11 games in the division without him. Really? Oh, they'd be struggling down the stretch then. It'd be close. It'd be close. <laughs> I mean, they have just run away with this thing so far, and, and it's not even – I mean, it's just not even entertaining. Like, there's no – like, last year, remember, it was San Francisco and the Dodgers, and me and George were sitting here arguing about whether or not the Dodgers should be going for the division win. They, they, they won this thing so long ago that it's, again, it's, it's just not even entertaining. Like you said – Bubble wrap those guys, make sure they're healthy, get them ready for the postseason, because now it's World Series or bust. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a reason why a lot of people maybe aren't as excited about this division win, because they've essentially had a clinch, you know, since the end of July. Like, we all knew this was coming, whereas last year, like you said, it literally went down until Game 162, and a couple years ago it went down to Game 163. I don't think we've seen a team in recent memory clinch this early, but like you said, at this point, still World Series or bust. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do these next three weeks. Because like I said, you need to make sure you do whatever you can to stay healthy. Like, I don't care if they go 0-19 to close the season. If they have everyone healthy going into October, uh, that's more important to me. There he is, your man, Blake Harris. Our Blake man. Harris. He is our man. Follow him on Twitter. Subscribe to his Substack. Come on, man. Let's go. Make sure you do this right. Uh, Blake, thank you so much for the time, brother. As always, we appreciate it. Sounds good. Hope you guys have a great weekend. All you right, too, uh, All right, Cappy, coming just, up Just next. look at this. Just look what Patrick Mahomes just did. This guy, he is he is really, truly uh, even, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, the Yeah, the Chargers, uh, they're leading right now, yeah. but their lead has been cut uh, <laughs> down significantly. Yeah, it's like a crazy run, sidearm, kind of almost even partially underhanded. Right. Yeah, but we got a break. 